I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time Club podcast. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. Another watch-along edition tonight. This is the preliminary final from 2013, Hawthorne v Geelong, the last quarter. Uh, I have a few special guests with me. I'll get right into it. We've got from the Outer Sanctum podcast, Emma Race from the Monday Rap podcast. We have Anthony Limo Limo. And from the sweetest plum, we have Declan Fay. All Hawthorne fans, this is an all Hawthorne podcast. Adam Rosenbachs refuses to be a part of this <laughs> podcast today. And as I messaged him the other day saying, uh, I'm thinking about doing the 2013 prelim, the last quarter, the game that broke the Kennet curse, he wrote back, I couldn't give a flying fuck what game you filthy <laughs> low dogs do. <laughs> yep, that sounds like Rosie. <laughs> yeah. So this was the magical game that broke the Kennet curse. Now, can I very quickly say, uh, Declan, I know you were there because you're going to be in the coverage. Yeah. Uh, Emma and Leams, you were there for sure, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, I was in a corporate box. Actually, I hate to say it, but with, yeah, with Ooh, but with corporates, but with a whole bunch all Hawthorne fans in the corporate box. Uh, however, I did have tickets from the club to go as uh, my under my title of special patron. Yeah, I, sure, as salt of the earth. I suppose. I re- yeah. Uh, yeah, in general, good bloke. I received a couple of tickets. I didn't need them because I had the tickets to the corporate box. So I gave my tickets to Declan Fay, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and uh, which is why you see uh, Declan and Jace. I think it is. Is it yeah. Jace? Jason Marion? Yeah, friend of you. the show. And uh, Declan and Jace are sitting right in front of uh, Sir Jeffrey. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I might as well get it out of the way because it will come yeah. up later in the coverage. Paint the picture. Yeah. So I had Limo pulled out that day because this corporate box came up, which was already a surprise because going by his behaviour in the 2012 <laughs> preliminary final, when he 20, let me 2011, be his guest. 2011. 2011, you're correct, actually. 2011, when he let me be his guest to a corporate box, I knew we were in... Look, the umpiring was very bad. And Limo was very emotional, but I knew we were in trouble when the woman running the corporate box came over to me. She didn't even know me. She just knew I was his friend and said, look, um, if Anthony continues this behaviour... <laughs> You're both going to have to leave. <laughs> and the fact she used Anthony for the whole night, people have been Limo, Limo. Yeah. And she went the full, I felt like it was almost Limo's mum. If Anthony keeps yeah. doing this. Yeah, I was, uh, I did not cover myself in glory that night. And when I left the box, I remember punching the door to the corporate oh, yeah. box. And I was banned after that by Channel 10. It was a Channel 10 corporate box. It was. It was. Did Farco from... punch the wall in 2011? Was that when he did the that... plaster? Or maybe I was inspired by Clarko. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say how very Clarko of you. So 
So, Dick, so you got the seats, which we will see yeah. in the coverage, that were famously yeah. in front of Jeff Kennett. So, yeah, we, I, I rang a friend, uh, Jason Marion, who's a fellow uh, writer, and he said, I would absolutely love to go. And I said, we'll be in a real Hawthorne area. And he said, yeah, no worries. I'm totally on the Hawks. And he, he was at pains to say how much he'd be barracking for the Hawks. And he turns up in a full bright red St. Kilda bomber jacket. <laughs> We go into the Hawthorne area. He's the only blotch of red in that entire area bef- in front of the, behind the goals and the Ponsford stand. And as we sit down, the guy next to me says, have a look who's behind you. And exactly behind me, like in the seat behind me, is Jeff Kennett and his entire family. And I said to Jace, oh, this is big because whenever they have the Kennett curse games, they cut two Jeff Kennett every time we lose this is dizzy stuff (laughs) and just to paint the picture he was in the very back row very hard to pick up on the cameras and for the first half they didn't see him at all and Jace actually said to me I think you've jumped the gun on the cameras picking up Jeffrey and then about a minute before half time we just hear this boo all around the ground (laughs) and I look up at the big screen and there's Jeff Kennett and our two little heads sitting in front of him. <laughs> and then, I swear to God, we heard Jeff Kennett say to his wife, Felicity, they found me. <laughs> I swear to God, I've got witnesses. And then... Did Jeff ever and then, ask you where Limo was? <laughs> no, he never, he, ne- he never mentioned it. But he then, then at half time, Jason and I go to get a beer and our phones just start going. And it's people going, uh, just saw you on the TV. Why are you sitting with Jeff Kennett? Since when are you friends with Jeff Kennett? Like, and like relatives of mine that had died in the wool labor unionists going, what the fuck are you doing with that guy? You know how many schools that guy shut down? Like the phone went berserk. And then every goal, every, every important passage of play for the next half, cut to Jeff Kennett on the screen, on the broadcast, and it's our two little heads in front of him. Um, but what the, the amusing thing is at the end of the game when we won, I just you know that instinct that you turn around and you sort of hug whoever's yeah, yeah. near you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I, I, I admit it's on the record. I high five Jeff Kennett, but the that luckily that didn't end up on the broadcast. What did end up on the broadcast is Jace turns around and hugs Jeff Kennett, and that's the moment on the broadcast after whoever as the as they, we were going forward in that last passage of play. I think it was Cyril and Buddy. Siren goes. They cut to Kennett, yeah. and Jace is hugging him. That was on every news broadcast for the rest of the night. It was extraordinary moment. Extraordinary moment. <laughs> It was. Uh, did you chat with Jeff at all during the game? No, no. It was no. this weird, awkward, unsaid thing, and then there was the halftime. They found me, and then <laughs> after that, no. I mean, but the, you know what? He. I've thought about it a lot since then. He wanted to be found. Like oh, he, yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. He wanted that. Yeah. Cam- he he sort of loved the theatre of it and the sort of the drama of it, and he was reveling in it. Like the look on his face. Um, he was reveling it. So no, I don't. I don't think we had a conversation. I don't remember a conversation with him at all. But did uh, you feel like it was an omen deck? Because I'm really superstitious going into games like that. And if I was sitting in front of him, I think I would have thought, "Oh, yeah. this is an omen," and I would have talked myself into it being either bad or good. 
Okay, so here's the omen. In that that day, I got so nervous. I reckon I've been to seven out of the nine losses that we'd had against Geelong. No, I think we'd had was it ten or eleven to that point. I think 11. I've been. I counted that I've been 11. to seven. Eleven. Yeah. I counted that I've been to seven of them. And that day, you know, when you, you've got something exciting like that at night, you don't really know what to do in the day. And I bought a sort of, uh, I bought like one of those caps, like those old grey sort of flat caps that, you know, old men and want to be sort of 40-year-old hip-hop <laughs> um, fans. Yeah, sure, sure. yeah, like myself wear. And I bought one of those and thought, and that was my thought to myself, that'll be the omen. It's a fresh piece of clothing. It's not, there's no curse. It's new. And then I swear to God, when we got to the game and Kenneth was sitting behind us, he had the exact same hat on as me. And we have photo evidence. And I believe something about the hats. I think we almost the hat absorbed the Kenneth curse or the negativity. I just, I don't know. There was something in that moment. Did you wear it to the granny, the hat? I did. I've worn it to every important game since then. Uh, (laughs) Don't you ever lose that. Did you wear it to the 2016 qualifying final <laughs> do you know what at the 2016 qualifying final i was in the exact same seats that we had uh uh that that you gave me that night right. Limo. like in this or in this very same vicinity can't remember don't reckon i did i'm gonna say yeah. i didn't there yeah. we go uh now i had an omen on this night yeah because i walked in so you had jeff kennett sitting behind you i walked into this corporate box which is this sort of hawthorne lunch group uh, that I've been in for a few years, and it was a corporate box belonging to the business of one of the guys. Yeah, and it was all Hawthorne people, and we walked in, and we're there, and we're chatting. Uh, with- uh, but, yeah, by the way, sorry, I just meant to say, um, the business is Adani. But anyway, go on, Lemon. <laughs> 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 no, the business is done. No, he said Adani. Adani. Oh, Adani. Oh, sorry, right. People uh, couldn't yeah, hate yeah. us more anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Adani. Mass- Hawthorne are massive in India. That's why our membership numbers are so high. So we go to this box. We're all Hawthorne fans. We're all chatting. And then someone taps me and says, look over there. And I look into the corner of the box. And there is Gary Ablett Jr. and oh. his partner. And we're like, uh... Why is he here? Wow. And, so uh, he would have been said, the, and the guy yeah, with the box said, oh, yeah, it's a it's a dear thing we've got going with him and this is part and he asked to come in. I couldn't say no. So so anyway, so Gary Ablett Jr. was in the box with all these Hawthorne fans to watch us break the curse. He left during the last quarter because we were saying some really unkind things about <laughs> his former friends. and future teammates of his. Yeah. Yeah. So, M, where were you? So, I know you like to have your particular seat there on the first level of the MCG. Yep. So, uh, did you get those seats on that day? Yeah, we did. And the extraordinary thing about that um, day was that I, at the start of the game, I was seven months pregnant. And at the end of the game, I was 27 months pregnant. <laughs> 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 and I was pregnant with my third child. And um i've never felt so unwell my sister was really worried she was looking for st john's ambulance when cyril misses a goal in the last quarter and Mm -hmm. uh, and i just i was trying to put my head between my knees but of course i couldn't because i was seven months pregnant and i i was just feeling really unwell and i was so i was just i'd got myself into a real state and i was trying to Mm. work out whether it was going to affect the baby or whether seven months (laughs) the baby was going to be okay um 
And, yeah, I just – I was uncomfortable for the whole game, but I don't think it had anything to do with the hemorrhoids or the seven months pregnant. But, yes, I was there with my sisters, of course. And then, you know, for me, actually, this prelim is way more important than the grand final. I know it sounds crazy, mm, yeah. but prelims – I yeah. love prelims. I think they're mm. always the best game of the season – this definitely was. And I know the following week, uh, no one really tipped us. I don't feel like no one ever really tips us. But, um, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was quite tight. But I just remember this was the game that left me. I mean, someone said to me recently, if you could have a, a game ball from any game, which game would it be? And I chose this one. Yeah, gotcha. It's a, I mean, it's yeah. that thing of the, the, the 2011 prelim and non-Hawthorne fans switched off. 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you think of 2011, I mean, obviously, oh, wait, we come back. I think Ruffy and Jordan Lewis are on a pod. Uh, I think it's the Golden Years, the Hawthorne fans, if you want to recommend the Golden Years. Um, they talked about, they came back in 09. The team as a club came back with an extra person in weight. Um, 2010, right. we make the elimination final, we get bowed out over in Perth. 2011, I mean, you look at the ladder of 2011, I think it's the Pies are 20 and 2. Cats are 19 and 3. We're 18 and 4. 18 and 4 will normally get you on top of the ladder. Uh, we get bailed out in the prelim and then absolutely painful. And Lima, you're a part of that as well because I remember I was doing a gig at the comedy store in Sydney. Mm. And because it was Sydney, you couldn't fucking watch the game anywhere. <laughs> and so I watched the first half at a pub and then went to the gig. And I went on stage at the end of the show and then came back to the phone. And the first message I saw was from Lima. Something along the lines of, fucking bullshit, this is shit, fuck. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, we lost. <laughs> and then 2012, obviously, we um, uh, lost didn't the grand final. It didn't exist. It didn't exist. 2012 didn't exist. Mm. Yeah. But this is kind of the one, uh, it was the Kennet curse. It was everything piled up. And it was like also that year of, if we, if we don't win it this year, like everything has been a failure. Do you remember yeah. how in 2008 Clarko had the shark and he was talking about, you know, sharks yeah. keep moving and they'll die. Do you remember that this was the game where he cut open the flower and he made the white line at training the night oh, before? Because so, I've heard that story, yeah. Yeah, so they call, you know, we've had the against Essendon, the line in the sand game. This was the the line in the self-raising flower game. <laughs> and in, in post-COVID era, I was thinking about how... There will be a time when we tell our children that that uh, coaches used to put flour on the ground and <laughs> cheer squads used to throw toilet rolls <laughs> in a time before this. <laughs> and so, so, what, was so the, what, was the, what was the speech or the message around the flour? It was so he he cut open a, a, a thing of flour and he made a line across the front of you know the seats at um, out at Waverley. Um, they were all in that theatreette. And he said, you're all nice blokes. You're all, you know, something like, you know, we all adhere to these values and you're all good blokes and everything. But when you cross that line on Saturday, um, you need to be bastards. Like you need to be unrecognisable to the people in your family pretty much and you need to take mm. on another persona. And I've read that that he was kind of saying, um, don't play the game before you cross the line. Almost yeah. like just holding them back until they got to the line and somehow it worked. And yeah, then he said, right. go and get the guitar. <laughs> do you think it's uh, time we watch this last quarter? Yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it. Let's do it. I'm actually pretty pretty fired up so right now to watch. Yeah. 
So if you head to Junk Timers, if you want to head to an hour 42.03, an hour and 42 minutes, three seconds of the link that we're going to put up on Twitter and our Facebook and also at ACAST. So if you Google Junk Time AFL Podcast and ACAST, A-C-A-S-T, you'll find the link there as well. Uh, It's a link that is the 3AW commentary, but obviously keep that on, you know, put that down because we're going to talk over it. And... I'll do a three, two, one play. So everybody get ready. Three, two, one, play. Okay. So, so that this no, stage, the cats are twenty points up at three quarter time. They got a goal just before the uh, probably in the last thirty seconds of the third quarter. Umpire's free kick, and then they. Uh, so we're going into basically a prelim, needing to get to a grand final. Twenty points down. And what was everyone thinking at this particular point in time? I was very worried. Yeah. yeah. Because I think I think you guys might agree with me as well that the feeling the, the biggest feeling after twenty thirteen premiership win when that siren went was relief. Mm. It was just like, oh yeah. phew. And so the the feeling in my head was like if we didn't at least make the grand final, being the best team for the year, uh, you go, Oh, that's a complete waste of time. So we've wasted eleven, we've wasted twelve, we've wasted thirteen. Do you remember as yeah, well? Yeah, I had it. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, just like the whole year had just been the conversation about Buddy. It felt like we were so obsessed with whether he was staying or going. It was Jordan-esque. Yeah. Is he going to finish? Is he moving? What's he doing? And I just felt like – I think I felt really hopeless at this point because I was just thinking 20 points down against Geelong – We've lost 11 times in a row. I think at that point, and I didn't know this, but the only time we've ever come back from 20 points was that Gary Bacanara goal after the siren when Jim Steins crossed the line. That was the last Mm -hmm. time we came back in a final more than 20 points down. It just wasn't something that I thought we were going to achieve. I just didn't think we could do it. I still don't. Watching it right now. Oh, what's (laughs) happening? I mean, that's the thing. You watch the game. You you watch the game like... Who's that? Number, who's number twenty-eight for Geelong? Uh, Christensen. Yeah. So no. there's a lot of out of bounds on the full. There's a lot of missed shots by the Hawks actually in the in the back half of the quarter. Um, but can we talk quickly? Not even quickly. Fucking. Can we just fucking howl down to the fact that Emma Race is one of the number one ticket holders at Hawthorne Football Club? Yeah. What is that experience like? It's so weird. You know who the other one is? John Kennedy. What a joke. <laughs> what, the actual, Seriously. like, John Kennedy Senior. Ju- no, Junior. Who is still Senior, in my mind. You know, the the plumber. Kennedy, it, the yeah. plumber one. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's so weird. And it's so lovely. I feel like we're going to see you on screen oh. in a minute, Dick. Um, oh, that's Chappie. That's Chappie sitting yeah, there, isn't n- it? Now, why wasn't... playing that what, game? Why so wasn't he... Suspended. he got oh, suspended buddy! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't hit the post. Yes. <laughs> hey, see, now that would have gone upstairs, they would have had a review, yeah. would have wasted well, everyone's yeah. time. Anthony Limo Limo, uh, waste by the fact that uh, Chappie got suspended for a week in the final before against Port Adelaide. And I'll give, a bit of, I'll, I'll give a few stats to the thing. Um, now, they are about to go to the, uh, the arc before it was the arc to do a bit of a replay of that goal. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say it didn't hit the post, but you could also make an argument that it really fucking hit the post. Um, <laughs> Buddy Franklin's well, tats, in, have you noticed Buddy Fra- Franklin's tats are only in grey lead there? They're not in real 
pen yet. He looks so young. Look at that. Yeah, he's, he's got a bit of... And David, David Hale has hair. David, David <laughs> Hale looks so old. So the arc have gone. They've gone oh, for their kind of... So it wasn't like an umpire review. The arc have done their own thing. And I think the rule is that they review every goal until it gets bounced. But they've called for a bit of a stay here to say, okay, we're still not sure. And on the commentary, this is the 3W commentary they talk about, not the Channel 7 commentary. Um, they talk about that they may have hit the goal oh, umpire's please. flag. I'm Ugh. still, I'm still annoyed the flags by all are, this. The flags are a part of the goal post or not? Oh, look at that know, guy! Yeah. Tell him! <laughs> Over the fence. <laughs> I love it. But can we get back to get back to being the number one ticket holder, which is fucking amazing. Like, amazing experience. And so, uh, uh, I'm really curious, like, what are the perks? <laughs> oh, the perks are many and bountiful. Um, so... I still think Lemo gets more tickets than me, I have to say. <laughs> um, and I haven't been to Jeff's man cave. I guess that'll happen. Um, I no, think you've, you've been to the man cave, haven't you? Nah, nah. Oh, you haven't? I thought you no, I think I've got to grow a pair first. Um, and I don't drink whiskey, so I don't yeah, know. Right. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, I think they got me in because of, um, you know, it's kind of, the time to make sure you're embracing women around the club and, you know, I've set up lots of networks oh. for women who are in footy. Sorry. That's all right. Are you watching punks there? See, Shields and punks look so skinny and mm. little, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, there's Brent Guerra. Huh. I kind of miss those guys. Do you miss those players when you see them? Like yeah, the old Rick, friends? Rick Ladson's another one and Xavier Ellis, the two that I really miss when I see them. There are a few moments in this quarter where you actually realise how handy Goo was by the fact he's such a good kick and he can yeah. find a find a target out of trouble. Oh, okay. He never misses that. So at this stage we're now 13 points down. Oh, with, so we're, uh, we're 22 uh, scoring shots to 20. Jeez. Just to go back to the Chapman being out, I mean, I'd forgotten that. It's quite remarkable because a lot of people think – aside from the Kennett curse, that he was the one that set in motion yeah. this series of losses for us and series of wins for them. Because wasn't it after the 2008 grand final, the story goes he was actually in the showers after the grand final, like pushing people from his own team going, we will never lose to these guys again. <laughs> yeah, although yeah. I, I have spoken to Geelong people who have said, yeah, it was pretty much a promise made by him to him <laughs> and endorsed by no one else. <laughs> but he probably never did lose to Hawthorne again if that was his last game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, a very good point. And another point that Jeff Kennett makes is when he said what he said, I think it was on the couch. Was it on the couch? On Fox uh, I can actually take it through you. I think he did it on on the ABC. Uh, outsiders? Insiders. Outsiders. <laughs> Offsiders. Right, okay. Um, Offsiders? Yeah. Uh, what they don't have, I think, is the quality of some of our players. They don't have the psychological drive we have. We've beaten Geelong when it matters. Okay, so this is Jeff's defence. He said when it matters. Yeah, and okay. and okay. A, a Hawthorne loophole is coming up right now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a bloody and, big loophole. And even, even my Siri just jumped in to try and interpret what I was saying. Um, <laughs> so... When it matters, and when does it matter? When you're going to get kicked, when your season's over. That's when it matters. Yeah. So this was sure. actually the first game we played when it mattered. 
since um, <laughs> since the grand final we won. Yeah, Limo very casually just overlooking yeah. the 2011 qualifying final when we got done by about 34 points. But I can I can look at it. So 11 wins. <laughs> yeah, no, but, but that but that didn't knock us out. It was the prelim that knocked us out in 2011. No, you're right. So there were uh, 11 wins over. Uh, and the average of 8.7 points as the Cats put one through. Mm, 8.7 points over 11 wins. Two of them with kicks after the siren. And yeah. I don't know where you guys oh. were. I remember particularly that game where we came back from 51 points down ugh, to nearly win that game in 2012. As I remember it, me being at the back of a pub yelling at a big screen going, <laughs> Not this way! Not this <laughs> way! <laughs> oh, man. I was... Um, I was in Broome and we were driving back from camping and uh, driving very fast to get to it's a, what's what's the ma- the big pub in Broome? Um, I forget what it's called. The the Broome Hotel. Is it the Broome? <laughs> no, it's, it the, begins with R, I reckon. The the Royal. The, the Royal Broome. <laughs> and I we parked illegally and I ran in as Hawkins kicked that goal. In that, uh, what year was that? Was it the, was it the, was it the, that? No, it was the previous year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 2012. It was around about, kind of around about 18-ish, maybe. I mean, that was just extraordinary. And then, both of you, both Michael and Limo, you both called me. (laughs) I was like, I was on the other side of the country. And I couldn't get away from this sort of shared trauma that we were all going through. (laughs) It was was round 15, 2010. Were you you at that one, Racy? Yeah, I was. And I've oh. I've rolled all of my traumas into one, which is why I've got sweaty palms watching this right now. I just um, saw Stevie J and part of me, I really hated Stevie J. I figured no Geelong supporters are going to listen to this or GWS supporters, right? Um, you know how you, how you just have an irrational hate for a player? Yeah. And I really hated mm. Stevie J when he played for Geelong. And I was just thinking if you could go back in time to this game and just whisper to him during this quarter... You're going to play for GWS. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to let you go, Stevie J. Well, I he turned out to be the star of the game by the fact he kicked four goals, had 32 touches for Hawthorne. Gunston kicked four, Burgoyne three, and Sam Mitchell had 38 touches. Yes, geez. I remember Sam Mitchell and Burgoyne in particular Yeah, yeah Burgoyne. in this game. But the other loss that really stands out to me, I was at the G... Was anyone else there around 17, 2009 when Jimmy Bartell kicked that point? Yes. Oh, oh my was, God. It was tied up, wasn't it? And he yeah. kicked the point to that was. With um, like seconds left. I was, yep, but yep. think of how heartbreaking that was. I was so sad after that. I walked the whole way from the G back to my house. Yeah. Think yeah. how sad that was. But the pain of that made the grand narrative arc that led us to this game so yeah, much totally. better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great, now that we know what we know, it's a great sporting yeah. story. It's interesting yeah. watching Buddy, because remember Clarko in 2013 wouldn't play him forward. They kind of played him yeah. mid. Yeah. And he was pissed about it, but he played his role. And I think it was Clarko has said, I can't remember where I read it, but he said, you know, he's preparing for him to leave. He was yeah. preparing mm-hmm. the team. And, yeah. I mean, seriously, when he left, I I was bereft. Not as bad as I was when Sam Mitchell went to West Coast. I had to take the day off. But um, Buddy leaving, I thought it would leave us completely gutted. And to go on and win two after this is just yep. ex- it's extraordinary. 
Mm. Yeah. But it, it's uh, there was a story, one of you may know more about it than me, but there was a story floating around the last couple of days. I think Jordan Lewis was on a podcast and said Buddy had to go, especially the, the way things were with him and Clarko yeah. at the time. That was and the Fox was the Golden... podcast, oh, and they talked it? about how they kind of... Um, uh, he felt like the relationship with Clarko and Buddy wasn't that great and that Clarko wanted a bit more can kind of keep him under control, I suppose. And also Clarko um, didn't have $10 million. Well, that's the thing <laughs> yeah. also, yeah. yeah. And, and, and and that's the amazing thing too. Like we, spe- we spent the whole year kind of going, oh, where's Buddy going to go? And then you read back into the stories and you go, fucking met with Sydney in fucking January. Yeah. <laughs> he was <laughs> always going to go there. <laughs> Is it weird? I've always thought it was weird that Jordan Lewis and um, Jared Rafford never really asked him straight out. Because if he was my girlfriend, like girlfriends would totally talk about it. But yep. you yeah. guys are mm. so weird. Would you seriously, like if Limo was going to go to GWS, <laughs> would you two not ask him about it for an entire year? <laughs> yeah, I, f- I find that very odd as well. Yeah, actually but Limo's going to get picked up with a future ch- future second round. Cat's on the full right there. Oh. Just they look tired. Back. They did look tired. So it's eleven. That. It's eleven forty-one to go at this stage, and the cats have just sprayed it out to the uh, out on the right-hand side, southern stand side. And the person we've just been talking about, Buddy, is kicking from fifty out. And it is interesting. Geelong just couldn't put us away in that ten minutes. One or two more goals would have just made it impossible. And that's actually a really good point you make, Emma, by the fact that they look tired, by the fact that they had to go the long way for this one. So we beat Sydney in the first week of the finals. They actually lost, well, you could say the unlosable to Fremantle in um, at, at Cadenia Park. Mm. That was that's the first right. final there. Yeah. yeah, and so they had to, had to go the long way. So they played Port in the second week of the finals and then got, oh. got here. That looks so good, that... It oh, so it did, didn't it? <laughs> he kicked it from the 50-metre mark on the boundary. Not on his preferred. one metre away. Like, not on his preferred side of the ground. It's crazy. That's right. I had forgotten that uh, the Cats had lost to Frio at Cardinia Park. It's extraordinary. Is it the only final they've ever played at Cardinia Park? I'm pretty certain. I'm pretty certain, yeah. Yeah, if you want to check the probably why they've never so played are. one there again. We did a watch along a couple of weeks ago with Neri Lameadows doing that Frio Geelong show, so you can uh, listen to that one. And here we go. This one, a magical moment. Oh. Jimmy Bartel puts it into Brad Hill's hands on the right foot, puts that's it through right. the goal. Look at that. Silk is unbelievable. Oh. And that this, gives this hope too. This gives hope. Yeah. I reckon this is Sean Burgoyne's best quarter at Hawthorne. Yeah. yeah. Particularly when you consider the context. And also he was about 65 years old then. He was playing. Oh, no. This was his 490th game. <laughs> what about Brad Hill <laughs> and Hawthorne. Poppy? Brad Hill and Poppy. Remember how they just were like, they were like those two little tiny friends of Samwise Ganji in Lord of the Rings. You know that little <laughs> Pippin and that other one. I feel yeah. like they're just these two little mites that would run around and uh, just patrolling. So fierce. Lord of the Rings. Is that a, a is that the book written by um, Hawthorne legend Aaron Lord? <laughs> <laughs> it's written by believe, Tom Brady. I believe that's it. So what have we got? There's two goals in it with 11 minutes left. Mm. I think yeah, we, so we, we can do this. Unfortunately, a few minutes before this, so Brendan Whitecross has gone oh. off with a knee, which is yeah, it was a nightmare. So he did a knee in the qualifying, if I remember correctly, of 2012. Yeah. yeah. And now he's done a knee in the prelim yeah. of 2013. And then he's still at the club. When they, and he still misses out, like he, 2014, yep. yeah. And he was at the club in 2008. He was on the Box Hill list. Yeah, 
Oh, right. And he's the most chipper and lovely person who doesn't hold yeah. a grudge. That's unbelievable. Look at Cyril. It's a oh. harp. Oh. Do you just and miss there's Bradley so Hills much. run. Yeah. Extraordinary. Je- and there's Bruce who just puts it out. Gee, it's good seeing. I've, you know, I've really enjoyed watching in this uh, is Sam Mitchell and Grant Birchall. Gee, Sam Mitchell was freakishly good, wasn't he? Yeah. For some uh, reason, traders, man, both of them. Yeah. <laughs> for, for some reason, I'm looking at Sam Mitchell like I haven't watched him play 300 times already. I feel like this is the last time I saw Grant Birchall play. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. But then you also think about it too. Like, I mean, we are seven years from this, so you, yeah. you know, they've all got seven years off their lifespan, and you go, sheesh, like you know, they're younger, quicker, kind of shooting it around and 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 also that kind of hawthorne possession game where they can be so quick with their feet and the um and the hands in this era uh, now here's a question for you all where's max bailey max bailey got subbed out so i think white cross, ah, white cross came on from bailey sub, right yeah yeah but you can bailey, see that yeah, yeah, very right. end. what was okay. he subbed out for an injury or for uh i th- i think maybe for a bit of speed because he, he did play the next the week. Finals, Cyril oh, having a shot yeah. there. Oh, 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 my God. How was that pickup? Ridiculous. That's um, when I thought I was going to die when he missed that. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm dead now. R.I.P. me. So but then he's back. Oh. He's back now. Like, yeah. he's out, out, out there on the wing going for a, and oh, going for the mark. Totally. I, have, I, I don't even say this to be maudlin, but I've sort of accepted that I may never – see another player in the Hawthorne team that brings me mm. as much pure joy as Cyril. Like that's yeah. a once in a generation. And to have him playing beside Buddy, uh he he just the sheer joy and the sheer I don't know even know what the word is, the sheer energy that he plays the game with. Mm. It was yeah. extraordinary. Who Did would you... be so Deck, who would your top three be? So Cyril's your number one in that you know, if you yeah. categorise them like that, who would come in at two and three? And then oh, I think I've got to put Buddy because we were there. Lemo, yeah. Do you remember the two oh, 50 metre on the run goals? Can I, mate, I, just I remember, say, can I just I remember exactly say, where we were sitting. We just missed Selwood ducking and getting a free kick. And there, <laughs> this is a safe space and none of us just lost our sweet minds about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that. I can <laughs> guarantee. We're holding ourselves back, aren't we? Em, so I, can, I can guarantee you that in the corporate box I was in, we would have been. This was probably the moment Gary Ablett left, when <laughs> with the abuse we were heaping on Sirwood right now. Sorry, Dick. Top three. Top, look, it, the the third one's hard because I didn't get. I lived in Perth till '89, so I never got to see Brereton in his absolute prime. I saw yeah. the '89 Grand Final. But, I mean, some of the things Brereton did on a field were just extraordinary. So I think I have to slip Brereton in there. But yeah. um, it means that I've then missed two Brownlow medalists. I've missed Crawford and I've missed um, Platten, which is very difficult. But uh, And and Mitchell. Yeah, br- three Brownlow Mitchell, medalists. Oh, yeah, Mitchell. Oh, my Mitchell. God. Yeah. And Dipper. Yeah, I think that's got to be my three. Oh, and Dipper. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Dipper. They're, well, they're my three as well. Yeah, well, there you go. So we've got about seven minutes left. Hawthorne are 11 points down. Man, it was tense. I remember looking at Ross Stevenson at this point and someone genuinely said, turned to the guy working in the corporate box and said, is there a defibrillator near here? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did the, He was white. And oh, and wow. and our our run of prelims here for a while was a nightmare. So twenty twelve, Crows got up with a few minutes to go. We eventually won yeah. that one. This one's obviously very tight. Twenty fourteen was an absolute nightmare. We were about that, thirty points up, oh, about fifteen to go. And that then was Paul insane. People flying. forget. People forget how easily we might not have made two grand finals yeah. in a row. Yeah, That's absolutely. And then fourteen one had to go to Frio to. Um, yeah. Yep. Here we go, Cyril. Getting the ball, picking it up, chugging it down a Shorty Burgoyne. He soccers it off the ground, goes and gets his own ball and then bats it up for Burgoyne. How does he do that? And then he makes space. Unbelievable. (laughs) It was just... Just even that, just for a deft touch, Cyril knew if he booted it that he would have got kicking in danger. He literally kept running, so the ball sort of just bounced. It's just his decision-making in nanoseconds is extraordinary. Yeah, he's, uh, his instinct is unbelievable. Sometimes I get angry but that from watching Bergen him. Again. I just wish I was good at something. You know, he's really good at something. Yeah. It'd be nice to be good at something. Come on, Em. You're one of Hawthorne's best ever number one ticket holders. Yeah. <laughs> you're the number one ticket holder, mate. That's that's awesome. That's about, in terms of being a fan, that is, you are actually oh the best. Like you're actually yeah. like the best fan. You're the best fan in the club. It's amazing. Yeah. I actually That's think amazing. I'm also the first fan to that wasn't a celebrity or married to someone or played the game. Here we go. That's See, it's getting wrong. the picture's getting Hello. even better. Yeah. Now you soon go. you're going to want to be me, dude. You good? Oh, well, that's too high. Right? There's a lot of goose from Top Gun about David Hale in my mind. Yeah, what, he. I, I <laughs> can see. Not that he in the dies. Third act. No. <laughs> <laughs> He can play piano. He's married yeah. to Meg Ryan. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, dear. Oh, could we hit the lead? Oh. Now, is this pre or post hair plugs for Jordan Lewis? Oh, Both. pre. Pre? Yeah. Did he get them though? Like, I mean, I always thought he just had a bit of a bald patch on the on, on the top no, of the back. It was, Has he actually done the hair plug? He's, he's got a very full head of hair right now. Yeah. Can oh, I just, just Luke Bruce. So Bruce, Come on, mate. so Bruce misses that goal, and Sam Mitchell yeah. says something to him before he takes a shot. This is a lesson for Sam Mitchell: just shut the fuck up before they kick for goal, and then <laughs> Isaac Smith doesn't miss it in 2016. Oh, did Mitchell yeah. talk to him as well? Yes, he did. Like, he doesn't learn his lesson. And I can say this because I absolutely adore Sam Mitchell. (laughs) Here we go. Sean Burgoyne. Oh, yes, please. What a goal. What a goal. I remember that. Clarko was able to sit down again. (laughs) He sprung up just before that when Bruce had missed. I thought, in my mind, that Burgoyne goal happened a lot later. So is that, that's what I was thinking. I feel like it happened with about a minute to go. Yeah, so we're two yeah. points up with five minutes 33 left. There you go. Yeah. There's Jeffrey Kennett. Shot at <laughs> Jeff. We haven't, seen, we, we haven't seen Dick, but we will say Dick. Um, the, top of so my, Racy, the top of my head is just that. Is there that, you go. I just sat down <laughs> in front of you. Is that the first time we're up all day? Uh, uh, that's a really good question. I'd have to jump online. Um, I I can give you the uh, uh no I tell a lie so Geelong by one point at quarter time Hawks by four at half time okay. Geelong by oh. twenty at three quarter time 
Oh, there's the there's the graph. There you, you just said we we're actually up, yeah we we're up by but never by much. There's oh, Mitchell on, getting it out of the centre. Oh, well, that's too high. Yeah, he doesn't get him. Oh, Sam, he goes head first backwards. Bud's being held. Yeah. I love that we're still angry about frees that weren't <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the game. We won. <laughs> yeah, oh, so there's yeah. a... Dude, right. I mean, don't get me started on fucking the first quarter of the uh, 21, uh, 2001 <laughs> prelim. No. 2001 I was, prelim. I was there with you, Michael. <laughs> Dude, many prank calls were made to Darren Goldspink's uh, <laughs> news agents. <laughs> to the news agents. Oh, David Hale <laughs> wins in the foot race in the Look middle at that. of the field. Yeah. Gee, Brad Saul's been good too, hasn't he? Yeah. Now, was yeah, this, so he, was he won the flag he... this year. Yeah, he yeah. won the flag this year. Well, he played on in 2014, but did, didn't make that team for that flag. Right. And oh, so that's just so went, rough. Yeah. yeah so he just that. went on to his life of being like a really nice, intelligent, attractive man, which is With a, a great voice. burden for everyone. It's, a, it's <laughs> a cross to bear. Oh, Ruffy. <laughs> Smithy on the left. Little chip over the hill oh. has another shot. See, Burgoyne was just left. working oh, the dear. whole time. Another now, what point. I find it interesting because I reckon if this is now, this is six or seven years down the track, they'd be icing the clock by now. But Hawthorne was still pushing forward. We haven't iced it or tried to hold it up once. Oh. I think that I think they're still trying to get a lead. Like it's only four points. Yeah. And I actually just had a thought then too, like. If 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 Adam Rosenbach's is ever like you know accused by the government of some kind of you know um, terrorism kind of activity and they want to waterboard him or torture him, I think that mm. is play him <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me, tell me if I'm. This is sacrilege, but has Hodgie been quiet in this quarter? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I could I could not name a bit where he's had a. Touch. I can I can yeah. hardly sure think of it. Some, but yeah. Yeah, I, I can't I really think he of was possession until I saw him almost kick in danger. Then I forgot he was out there. Yeah. Well, that was a terrible kick to oh, no one. Yeah, just floated it into the yeah. middle of the fifty. So you talked about Sam Mitchell before, Emma. Like, would he be your favourite player? Yeah, definitely number one all-time favourite. Um, and Cyril and Silk would be up mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's hard for me to go past Chris Langford, who was you know, the wind beneath my wings from about year seven through till I was 21. Yeah, I do sure. love a defender. I really love a defender. And I, and back then yeah. he was a man amongst other men that I had nothing in common oh. with. Oh, God. Who is, who's that marking the ball for, for the second time yeah. in a really annoying way? Uh, Duncan, if I remember correctly. And oh, is I that Mitch Duncan? Mark right Mitch now. Strats coming through. Oh, He's the captain. Ben Stratton, that's a beauty. That's his second really strong mark. Is he going to... So hey, did, I'm, did I'm, anyone else think to themselves at this point, oh, we've made it to 100. Teams never lose when they get to 100 first. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Jeez, her gun is nearly marked. So that's down. extraordinary. Yeah. About Poppy. seven players converged for a mark. Deck, there you Jeffrey. are. There you are. <laughs> and you were there. You're in the corner. <laughs> with the, Deco. With in the your same, fucking hat. With your same hat as Jeffrey. Yeah. Same hat. 
We should put that hat in the um, Australian Sports Museum, dear. <laughs> oh, you might be able to get it into the Hawthorne uh, Museum. For <laughs> we just have to crack it out when you need to wear it. Even, oh, even don't give put it in officially. I'll just give it to you and you can sneak it into one of the... Uh, <laughs> you know when they uh, they get a player or a official or coach from either team at the grand final to bring out the cup just before the yeah. national anthem? <laughs> I reckon from now on they should all wear your hat. That's great. Josh Gibson wins the Peter Crimmins medal this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it when a defender wins awards. Yeah. Look at look at Clarko in the box. What? Just standing up. So it's five points okay. with a minute 30 to go. And my memory is Geelong get one more really big thrust. Oh, well, yeah, va- yeah, well, Varco has a yeah. mare. Dude, and, and, and this moment, like, and, you know, we're all there. Like, your heart is outside yeah. your fucking body. Yeah. Like, you're freaking yeah. out. And then now we get to a spot where, okay, Geelong need a goal. Oh. They need yeah. two scores to win, but they could yeah. also draw it. And yeah. now we lose our shit because we're thinking 20. 2012, yeah. and, it's and this is a big free kick right now. That's a free kick, yeah. no matter what you do it. Goo yeah. on Motlop. Oh, goo. That oh, was dear. a free kick. Yeah, yeah hey, it's a free kick. They must be so angry about that still. But it's like in a... In in Varco, it, it falls oh God. for him. Oh, God. oh, God. Don't get in. Don't get in. Oh, no, oh, God. Thank God. Oh, thank God. That's still... That, I've well, always it, liked Travis Varco. Yeah, yeah, no, you, great it's player. A, it's great a drawn player. game. It will. It's a draw to extra time. If that had gone through, there was no way there would have been another score. Not with our possession game. Oh, uh, great. Would, well, actually, we've got it here. Can you this remember what happens right. next here? We'll watch it. it. Goes out we'll to watch the wing. It. <laughs> right. Because it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been a draw. If anyway, I know it goes back to the middle instead of a kick in, but still. And I love that bit of footage there. Okay, where you can. Here's, yeah, yeah. here's my. Here's Ruffy. my. Ruffy's get, a loose player that they. Hey, and remember, get the hearse for the curse, Dennis Cometti. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Now here, <laughs> see right there, the siren yeah. had the gone. Siren's gone. Cyril yeah. hadn't heard it, and buddy? he kicked it to Buddy. Let's say yeah. the scores were level. Yeah. What happened? And he didn't. And he didn't hear the yeah. siren. But kicked yep. it to Buddy. Umpire blows the whistle. There we go. Uh, Declan again. Yes. Declan yeah. again. <laughs> oh, Deco. Oh. <laughs> There's that Saints jacket on Jason. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so the, good. single blotch of red in that Ponsford stand is Jason Marion. <laughs> I love it. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, oh. so we were six points up. Varco kicks the point, so five. So if he yeah. kicked it, it's extra time. It goes basically. back to the middle. The players and then you were take out, the, out on there, yeah. And then you take the flip side. If that buddy video review hit the post, and so we take off five, I think that's a draw again. Uh, anyway, I've gone mad. Yeah, you we won the well, we won the going, flag. You're going down a real <laughs> rabbit hole there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let it go, Chambo. Ch- Chambo's if, got a, cha- a chart like on Law and Order with little bits of <laughs> string <laughs> moving between oh, yeah. bits of no, paper. It's uh, Lima. It's more true detective. He's hired his own storage unit with like red lines going. <laughs> yeah. to... I love the kid. I love the kid right there. Look at him with his tears. Yeah. Um, so I can't really remember too much about after the game. I remember. I think I was there with my mum and dad 
and my brother-in-law. There's there Dick again. There's, There's Dick. Hey. <laughs> and Jeffrey gives a thumbs up to the uh, camera. I feel like the 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 main thing. <laughs> Mum said to me after the game, she's like, "Oh, you hugged your brother-in-law," and I was like, "Yeah, because it was awesome, and we just need to hug it out." Um, Is that the first emotion that you you've, your family has ever shown, Michael? When you're but uh, do you guys remember kind of what, like the aftermath? Like I can't remember. D- did we hang out or? Yeah, we or? did. We did. We went to the Napier. Yeah. Um, okay. We did. We all. Um, I think I might have met you at the Napier. We did. Yep. Yeah. We didn't invite did. the pregnant lady, did you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. If you made it that far, Emma, it just. Uh-huh. I, I w- uh, it wouldn't have been. It, it wouldn't have been wise for you. I don't think. Uh, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my sisters and I stuck around for a little while in the bar and I remember getting into a fight with a Geelong supporter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because tell she us told more. Me, yeah, she tell told me I looked more, nine months pregnant and I was like, I'm only seven months pregnant, back off. But um, <laughs> I was just offended. and She had no idea she was insulting the and future some, number one team I had holder. some swagger. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is our night, yeah. back off, lady. Yeah. And do you remember much about the, the week that followed? I, yeah, you know what I you know what I remember. Everyone was barracking for Fremantle, and I couldn't believe yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, I thought that's why are people barracking for Fremantle? But everyone who wasn't a Hawthorne fan was on Frio, and, and people were already like, "Oh, boring." Like, I hate it when people say yeah. that. Week of Grandpa, it's so boring like, that they're there. And I'm like, we haven't been there since 2008. Say so boring about mm. someone else. But, of course, I only hear it through Hawthorne ears. But I remember yeah. that was the first time, boring. And then, you know, I thought after the three-peat. And then Deck and I went to the grand final together. Mm. And, and I remember Limo got his tickets <laughs> again to the grand final. And uh, no, we actually got them. We got them together, Limo, because we hosted the Hawthorne podcast that year. That's right. Do you, yes. work, do you, work, do you work for fucking Ticketmaster, Limo? Like, <laughs> I know. But just this, you'll enjoy this. Are, you the, are you the queen of tickets? No. So, <laughs> so t- they got us. Yeah. Anyway, let's anyway, Limo's email is uh, bookitbass <laughs> at gmail.com. I slept out um, at Limo's house to get tickets for the grand final. <laughs> So we got we did get tickets for the grand final. Limo got there a bit late because he was hosting uh, another a, a pregame event, and they had actually given us. And I'd been there for a while, and I said to him, "Just turn up when you want." I'm very happy just sitting here. And uh, what I realised when I got there was they gave us the very front row of the Hawthorne section, and backing onto us was all Fremantle. And it was the actual Fremantle cheer squad in front of us, and I and I remember thinking, oh, this could get a bit rough because we were the front line of Hawthorne, and um, yeah, then... sure, okay, mate, okay, mate, you you your Gallipoli comparisons right now <laughs> may not quite fly. Can I okay. just say, for, maybe for not the use record... the word front line. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say for the record, where it was fine, but then when Limo turned up. 
him being on TV and radio and a quite prominent Hawthorne supporter, it put a giant fucking target on us that for the next four quarters, any time Frio kicked a goal, about 200 people turned around and went, Lamo, fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing beers at us and water. Do you remember we were sitting yeah. next to... And we got, I got into an argument with a woman in front of us. Yeah. Uh, over, it was over like, you know, just Did she typical... say that you looked like you were nine months pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. She, she was wearing a Hawthorne jumper. Uh, yeah. No, it's because he swung his jacket around and another hundred tickets flew out. Yeah. <laughs> Did she say why are you wearing a hat that Jeff Kennett wore last week? <laughs> so, um, and I got into a fight with it. It was over just stuff like free kicks or a play being dirty yeah. or whatever. Just yeah. normal footy stuff. And we kind of had a bit of a disagreement and she was getting quite agitated yeah and then she turned around and as she turned around beer flew from behind all (laughs) over me and deck and all over her but she because she had a back turned thought that we'd thrown the beer on her as soon as she turned around oh okay yeah so she turns around did you just throw a fucking beer on me and where and that's when for the first time i was Oh, really defensive game. No, 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 no. It was someone back there. Look at Deck and I going, look at on us as well. We're pointing at our shoulders. Um, but yeah, that was getting a bit. Uh, yeah, it got know, a bit touchy. It, it, it got, got a bit feisty. I will say this for the Frio fans, though. They all stayed there for the presentation. Yeah. Yeah, none yeah, of them, none yeah. of them left. I um, had yeah. a great interaction with the Frio supporters because, well, maybe it was. I don't know, maybe it's because I was heavily pregnant and I was at the grand final parade and, you know, I even I went out, obviously, for Hawthorne training and there was a couple of Frio supporters there just because they were trying to soak up all the mm. atmosphere and I thought mm. that was pretty good-spirited. And then on but Grand Final it's also amazing day, that you could be a Frio supporter like, and go to the Hawthorne training and it's totally fine. Like, if that happened in the UK in the Premier League, you wouldn't be walking out of the oh, you know, yeah. opposition yeah. team. No, yeah, and I yeah. thought it was actually indicative of how they just wanted to be... They were thrilled to be invited. <laughs> They're just grateful. <laughs> How arrogant is that for me? Just to say happy that. to be involved, guys. Um, and then, yeah, you can you can send the complaints to Emma <laughs> dot race at. You assured me only Hawthorne people would listen to this chamber. <laughs> I'm not making any friends today. Um, and then, but uh, we were waiting to get ballot tickets, and we very rarely get ballot tickets. Unlike unlike a couple of people I know who seem to always get them, and. Um, and I was just thinking, oh, mate, if I have to sleep out for tickets with this belly, I am absolutely screwed. Like, I don't know what to do. And then we got the ballot tickets, but they weren't in our lucky seats. And Oof. so then oh. I was still like, oh, right, maybe I should sleep out. And I think it rained the night before, maybe. And we oh, decided dude. not to. And we sat in the unlucky seats, but they were okay. And I just remember the Frio people being really lovely, actually, at that grand final. And do we remember much about the day after? Like, I did you go to Glenfrey or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. No, and you went there. I I was so hungover that I wasn't going anywhere. My mate Ali was in town from Hong Kong, and I just remember. Oh, Ali! Of course, everyone knows Ali. Oh, course, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ah, oh, bloody Ali! Yeah, jeez, oh, <laughs> oh, how foolish. But he, Ali, came, flew from Hong Kong for every or each of the. Three peak grand finals. I got him tickets. 
There's a real theme as, emerging. That's part of my ticket allocation. Right, so now Lemo gets free first class flights from Hong Kong as well. <laughs> Meanwhile, his so, pregnant friend's sleeping out for tickets. Jesus Christ, Lane. Fucking hell. So, <laughs> this man's made of tickets. <laughs> and uh, I remember him and another mate, Hawley, had keys to my house and I wasn't at my house because I was at the official Hawthorne function that night at Crown and they were just sending me photos of the two of them in my house, <laughs> just wearing my clothes, <laughs> d- doing all sorts of crazy shit around the, ha- around the house while I was at the official function at, at Crown. Do you remember after the grand final that the buddy watch just amped up and he didn't take his yeah. jumper off for days mm. almost until mm. the day before he announced where he was going it felt mm. like he wore it for as long as he possibly could and everyone and was got... talking about how he was holding the cup a lot and he was wearing the jumper constantly it was his game jumper and um he was just really soaking it all in and it, i remember he had his sunnies on for the entire time i mean f- it could have been for a multitude of reasons let's be honest <laughs> at glen ferry and he got yeah. really teary in the uh, in the rooms after the game, kind of talking about you know he loved the club, loved the people, and uh, yeah. and a lot of people at the time talked about saying that was kind of the moment where they go, oh, he's leaving. Oh. No, if you look if you look at the vision again, the reason he got teary is because Liam Pickering said he can only get him ten years, not twelve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard, I heard a rumor that Buddy wanted to get like three or four mates in, and Liam didn't have the tickets. <laughs> <and so. laughs> <laughs> That's why Chappie yeah. wasn't playing because Lemo had his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone God. else's YouTube is on autoplay, but mine naturally flicked on to the AFL 2008 Grand Final. Should we just get going? Oh. Of Hawthorne and Geelong, I've just had. Uh, uh, let me see. It's if you five like these minutes. Titles. It's it's five minutes uh, um, to go in the second quarter. And, uh, funny. Uh, well, mine's mine's highlights of the Grand Final. We just watched. Oh, there you go. Is what mine's rolled over to, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I watch a fair bit? Remember um, Derm did that um, Cyril, his favourite Cyril highlights Yeah, show? yeah, it's amazing. I yeah. watch that probably once or twice a month. Well, can I also, <laughs> while, we're, while we're gloating over famous Hawthorne victories, I just... Okay, yeah. settle in, settle in, people have... <laughs> this is a 24-hour podcast. <laughs> Chambers have extra bandwidth. We're now just <laughs> talking about the Hawks for a while. Um, uh, Tony Wilson's 1989, the great grand final, is... It is one of the most extraordinary books. It just ca- it came out and was launched the day before all the lockdowns <laughs> in... Uh, Victoria and Australia, but it is, he's done a real deep dive on it, like finding out that Blight at the start of that season took Ablett to like this little nature park that had a creek in it in Geelong and stood on a bridge with him and said, you walk over this bridge, you play with us, you go back, you never play with us again. And there's all these tiny little moments along the way, how close Dipper came to death. It's an extraordinary mm. book, if anyone... Uh, it made me love anyone... Malcolm Blight. I just came out of that oh. book going, oh, I love Blighty so much, which is <laughs> not what I expected. There's also a great story um, of when Blighty pulls the bus over to get oh, them yeah. to play 
to just have a little game of kick to kick, but he hasn't planned it and things go completely awry and the players kind of lose their shit a bit and it upsets their game for the whole day, but he tries to take them back to a suburban oval just to play kick to kick to remember the feeling of what it was like growing up and what they're playing yeah, wow. for. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, wow. He's done a great job. Does he reveal when the decision was made to target Dermy? Yeah, it's only yeah. it's not long. It's only a couple of days before, and mm. apparently there was Yates and um, Blight were on the ground before the game. You know, the players walk around on yeah. the ground yeah. before the and Blight marked a spot on the ground mm. with his foot, and then sort of walked the angle of which he wanted of where he wanted Yates to go to take out Brereton, and. Uh, so it was it was only planned for a couple of days before, but interestingly, when I was I went to the launch for Tony's book, and I just as I was walking out, I saw Mark Yates. He was the only Geelong player there, and him and Dermy both spoke. And Yates was so unbelievably eloquent about it, and um, speaks about that day, and says he's actually so sort of proud to have been involved in history. And but I said to him, "Do you have?" I said, "Did you and Blight ever talk about it again?" And he said, "Yeah, Blighty came up to me on the bus after the game." And he said, I'm really sorry, I made a huge mistake. And Yates said, what was that? And he said, I should have put you on Brereton. As soon, after that hit, I should have sent you down to man him up. And Yates, and Blight hadn't sort of planned for that next move. Oh, and, right, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's a, it's, it's a, there's lots. Of, I don't want to blow everything that's mm. in the book because it's so thoroughly researched. But, it's, but um, they win. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Emma. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's pretty full on. At the end of the book, you find out that um, Mary Magdalene's um, buried under the Louvre. So it's yeah, pretty And if you want to go visit it, Limo's got tickets. <laughs> yeah. uh, very good. That okay. Beautiful. We, we will wrap it up before we fucking instinctively fucking watch the 2014 <laughs> Grand Finals and the 2015 Grand yeah. Finals. We've got to wrap it up. Okay. Thank you so much to number one Hawks ticket holder, Emma Reyes, Declan Faye, Anthony Limo, Limo. Thank you. We are Junk Time Alpha Pod on Gmail, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Hinge, on Tinder, on Snapchat, and the gram. You can hit the road. Give us a big resounding. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.